0: Welcome to PeopleTech, the podcast of the HCM Technology Report. I'm Mark Pfeffer. My guest today is Hamanshu Palsole, the CEO of Cornerstone On Demand. He leads a company that has 75 million users, 6,000 customers, with availability in 50 countries. We'll talk about Cornerstone's acquisition of Eggcast and Sumtotal, its leveraging of content, and more on this edition of PeopleTech. Tech. Hi, Amanju. Welcome. Now, you've been Cornerstone CEO for about seven months, I think, and how's it going? I mean, it's the, you're the first part of your, your career, Cornerstone. How have you found things?
1: Yeah, I joined Cornerstone on uh, January 4th of this year. And then what I decided to do, I knew the HCM space, but I really wanted to understand the nuances of the learning and talent development space. I just went on a listening tour. I visited five countries, met over 70 customers, most of them large enterprise companies. So meeting with chief learning officers, chief development officers, CHRO, and along with that met a lot of our mid-market companies. And um, you know, as with any industry, it, the, the the obvious is obvious, and then the undertones and nuances and opportunities come through these interactions. So you know, the, there's a lot of learning that I've done, a lot of sharing, a lot of collaboration I was able to do with with our customers, and that has then enabled me to come back and either validate our thesis on where sort of the future of work and the future of skills development is heading, and also in many ways refresh it. And come up with plans that will allow us, I believe, to uh, meet the needs not just today of our customers, but in the future as well. So it's 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 been a it's been a great six months, and then obviously you know we've uh, yeah, there, there's a lot to do in uh, the coming years.
0: Well, let me ask you about the 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 lot to do that you've got because I imagine when you go into um, a company like Cornerstone and in, in your position, you've Probably got a list of things you want to to look at, and I'm wondering, do you did you write the list yourself, or did the folks at Cornerstone give you their perspective, and you combined them, or how did that work? Can you give me a little more detail? Yeah, companies the size and
1: scale of Cornerstone, you know, go through journeys uh, in their transformation, and I I believe we are upon our next journey. The, the first journey uh, or the first set of journeys got us to where we are today, which is a successful you know, billion plus dollar uh, ARR company, a leader in the marketplace. But as we've seen you know throughout history of companies of all sizes, if you aren't willing to regularly transform, uh, there becomes a risk of some level of disintermediation. So what, what I inherited was a company that had built great success I stand on, you know, tall shoulders of my predecessors who were able to build solutions that met market needs. But then I'm coming at a time where more so than ever, there is significant and fundamental change that's going on in the workforce. Change in the fact that, number one, we have a multi-generational workforce more so than ever before. Uh, We have anywhere three to four generations of people working at the same time, which, Creates a challenge and an opportunity for employers as it comes to reskilling their organization. That sort of half-life of skills has significantly diminished, where you know research shows what used to be a five to six year ha- uh, lifetime value of a skill is now down to a couple years because things are changing so much. Supply chains have changed. There, there is an acute labor shortage. And then on top of that, you know, the pandemic that we all have gone through, which, you know, hopefully will be coming out of, has fundamentally changed the future of work. You know, I akin it to the events like 9-11 changed the future of transportation more than we would have imagined it. And I think pandemic has changed the future of how we work, where we work, how we interact, and how we engage and experience uh, the software that we use. So in my role, you know, first of all, I have to respect uh, the, the the products, the customers, the employees, the process that we have, because that's what got us here. But again, I'm here to transform this company to that sort of next level. In what our customers and the markets are telling us is where the opportunities, where the challenges are going to be in just developing talent around the world.
0: Now you you said that um, the company is at about a billion dollars in in revenue right now is that where it should be are you satisfied with that or do you want to grow
1: absolutely want to grow the the whole thesis of uh clear lake capital who is our sponsor in taking this company private is to drive growth to drive growth in obviously top line financials drive growth in the market uh and then we can talk about the acquisitions we've made as a result of that and then continue to expand our footprint on a global basis I I believe from you know, what this market has to bear, the kinds of uh, segments and geographies that we play in, and the appetite and ambition that we have uh, at Cornerstone and our sponsors at Clear Lake, I, I believe the market should start expecting a lot of growth from us uh, over the next few years.
0: Now, one of the things that's fascinated me about Cornerstone for a while is the company's approach to content. Um, you know, to sum it up, it seems to me that everyone talks about content, but not everybody really sweats the details to to work it into their products. But that's something you have done. You know, Cornerstone seems to be putting a lot of faith and weight in content in your acquisitions and your your new products. Will that continue under you? And can you tell me sort of the thought process um, behind this whole thing?
1: Yeah, we, we are very excited about our content business for a couple of reasons that I'll get to, but sort of to set it up for, for the audience, you know, what, what we excel at is building platforms for learning management systems. And this include learning, development, performance, recruiting, everything that an organization would need to take care of employees and their careers. Recently, with the acquisition of EdCast, what we've added to that is this whole notion of what's called LXP or learning experience which is a bottom-up tool and ability for a learner, for an employee to grow their career and skills as they progress. But to your point, at the heart of all of this, you know, you can enable this with great platforms, with great artificial intelligence, with great level of predictability. What really matters at the end of the day is the content, the quality of the content, and more importantly, the intelligence of having the right content at the right time and at the right uh, level of modality of what an employee would expect. So we have a good content business today. We we call it CCA Cornerstone Content Anytime. It's a set of curated courses that are either developed by us. We have two content labs on either side of the coast where we, you know, shoot originals. Uh, a very successful original as an example is a is a course called Seat at the Table. And then we have dozens of partners that work with us and we bring in their content and curate it. So I, believe, so I believe in two things. So firstly, I believe our content needs to continue to thrive and grow, and we'll keep investing in it. However, I don't believe that anyone should build a walled garden around content, because content is ubiquitous. Content is going to come through a variety of sources, either within Cornerstone or outside of Cornerstone. And a slight change in our strategy, maybe, is I want to embrace the broad ecosystem of content that exists there. I, you know, there, there's content that I feel we build that is superior to anyone else. And then there's very specific specific hard skills content that, you know, other vendors provide, which we need to make it easy to enable our platforms to coexist with that. And part of that is that sort of open uh, uh, ecosystem initiative that now we have underway with better APIs and better accessibility to content. And I think the win for all of us, me, our Cornerstone, and you know other vendors out there, is if if a customer uses the platform and their people are are able to get to the right content at the right time, regardless of sort of who curated or sponsored it, you know we all will do well in this ecosystem. So so that that's kind of my two-prong strategy around content.
0: You know, another thing that's been big recently is um, delivering. Content or services in the flow of work. And I'm wondering how much that whole notion has uh, impacted your thinking and your roadmap to be able to get people the information they need at the time they need it.
1: Yeah, great question. You know, and I'll start by saying I inherited roadmaps that um, were, that had big ambitions uh, in them. For example, we were building an LXP product that I think was being built very well you know, from an experience perspective, uh, from a platform perspective, good investments into it. But when I looked at what was out there in the market and I heard what analysts were telling me and customers were telling me, we were probably you know, anywhere from a year and a half to two years late to that party. And there were companies like EdCast who had made it their business to develop that workflow from the time an employee is onboarded through the journey of them learning and skilling, so we decided to partner with EdCast, and we bought EdCast. We, have, we are taking EdCast—you know—they call it the the technology fabric, the backplane, which is all the artificial intelligence that curates and enables the learning to happen into our own backplane. And I think that that's a philosophy that I've I've had in the past, and I think I'm go, I'm going to continue doing here. Is we will do what we are best at. And if there's someone else who's good at something that we are not, you know, we are going to be a very acquisitive company. And we're also going to be a very partner-friendly company. I want to build a large ecosystem of either things we bought, things we built, or things we partnered with. So everything from the skills ontology, the skills graph, to ultimately a talent marketplace where, you know, employees can sort of thrive and learn is sort of our grand vision. And I think we are our journey is well underway. It was underway, and if there's anything I've done since I've joined in the six months, is increase investments in those critical future areas uh, of modality, of experience, of workflow and the future of work, because I can, customers are telling me that they're ready for it today.
0: Now, you, in the last several months, have made two pretty big purchases, um, and um, Edcast, of course, and um, um acquired some total. Um, what are your plans for them and how do they fit in with the vision you just talked about yeah. uh, regarding partnerships? Yeah, two two very
1: di- different acquisitions, as you pointed out, with two very different ambitions. So my acquisition philosophy has always been: are you adding new products for existing customers or are you adding new customers to existing products? And these two highlight two examples of each one of those. So when you have a large install base, we have 6,000 customers globally. We have almost over 75 million uh, users who use these products. We have a captive audience to consume more things beyond what we provide. And sometimes we call them first adjacencies or second adjacencies. LXP is a great example of a first adjacency. If you've grown up using an LMS system and you have an HCM system as your backbone, LXP fits in as something I believe each one of our 6,000 customers would benefit from because, you know, it's fairly new. There's nothing like that that existed. So it's not a replacement market. It's a brand new market for us. So, you know, the whole notion of cross-sell becomes very germane when you make an acquisition like Edcast. On the flip side, when you have products like Content, Um, LXP, performance, recruiting, AI engines, acquiring more customers that can benefit from this is also on strategy. So we have a signed intent, and obviously we haven't closed the deal yet, to buy some total uh, from Skillsoft, which will then enable, because they have some marquee customers, which will enable us to take what we have and then extend that, everything from solutions to modules, to uh, a user experience, across those platforms as well. So as we've built our m a strategy for uh, the, the out years, it's going to be a combination of those tuck-ins that are going to add value to existing customers. And as markets consolidate, is there a, if there's an opportunity for us to bring more customers in that we can take care of and share what we have built, then that's going to be on strategy as well. Like I said, at the end of the day, my vision is to have a very large ecosystem of customers uh, and partners that we can serve as a result of this.
0: So there's obviously a lot going on um, at, at Cornerstone. And what, what's next? I mean, what are the, the the things you're going to prioritize over the next, say, eight to 12 months?
1: Yeah, that's a great question,
0: Mark. And the one thing,
1: you know, it, we, we have the advantage, we have the benefit of having very diverse customers. We have customers in manufacturing, we have customers in healthcare, in life sciences, we sell a lot into federal, we have state, we have education. So obviously the starting point from where customers use our products are very different. However, when you do pattern matching and you understand what sort of that one, two, or three things that all customers worry about, they tell us it's about the skills gap that is starting to uh, you know, increase in this world where there is everything from labor shortage to increase attrition. So in a survey we did recently, we do something called our global skills report. We just did one a, a month or two ago. You know, 48, almost 88% of employers thought that they do a great job at skilling their employees, but only 32% of employees said that those employers are skilling them adequately. That to me is the skills gap. And and large customers I've spoken with around the world are worried about that, that because, you know, in, in a market where labor has uh, this much demand, they would rather invest and spend and skilling someone internally could be could be a white collar job, could be a job, you know, working the forklift. It could be a job on the front desk of a retailer. And there's a large retailer who told me. So how they uh, the the, the skills confidence gap, how we solve for that, I think I wouldn't call it the holy grail but certainly is an ambition that we share with our customers. So when you say, what's next? You know, at at the end of the day, we are always gonna be a leader in learning management software. We're gonna have good platforms, good experiences. We'll keep investing in that, good artificial intelligence engines powering it. Where we wanna start making a difference is how do we bridge the gap between, you know, a a large enterprise company or a mid-market company saying, I think I'm doing everything I can to skill my labor force and the labor force coming in saying that the reason I'm leaving is I don't feel my career's going anywhere. That through, you know, a good skills mapping uh, through good skills workflow. And at the end of the day, having this talent marketplace that both the employer and employee can collaborate in. And the biggest benefit Cornerstone has is integrating that into recruiting, into performance, into learning, into basics of HCM, is where you know I'm spending a lot of energy along with uh, my teams in sort of you know uh, transforming. Uh, I think is the right word where we are to where we need to be.
0: Thank you so much for taking the time today and talking with me.
1: Thank, thank you, Mark. I think we are in an exciting industry, an industry in the midst of a large transformation, and you know I'm I'm just thrilled to be a participant in driving some change. So I appreciate that.
0: Thank you. My guest today has been Haman Shu CEO of Cornerstone On Demand. And this has been People Tech, the podcast of the HCM Technology Report. We're a publication of Recruiting Daily. We're also a part of Evergreen Podcasts to use all of their programs visit www.evergreenpodcasts.com, And to keep up with HR technology, visit the HCM Technology Report every day. We're the most trusted source of news in the HR tech industry. Find us at www.hcmtechnologyreport.com. I'm Mark Pfeffer. Do you love news about LinkedIn, Indeed, Google, and just about every other recruitment tech company out there? Hell yeah. I'm Chad. I'm Cheese. We're the Chad and Cheese Podcast. All the latest recruiting news and insights are on our show. Dripping in snark and attitude. Subscribe today wherever you listen to your podcasts. We We out. Faith in the news media has been challenged, making it even harder to get stories told.